Hi everybody, welcome to Amigos. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today we are going to be talking about the Aquatic Games, starring James Pond and his friends. Nope, and the Aqua Bats. The Aqua Bats. Those were his friends. Are they? They're He's professional competing against them. You know. It's um, not Aqua Games. It's not Aqua Because we both have called it that about a million times. I just did it a minute ago. It could be Aqua Games. It could it's be. It's not. But it could I think be. it's the Aqua Bats that threw me off. Did you know the Aqua Bats are a ska band? No. Yes. It makes sense, though. They are. Do they play underwater? They they might. Is ska still a thing? The jury's out on that. Mm. The jury's out on whether ska ever was a thing. I liked a little ska. I mean, it was okay. I did, too. You know. But before we get to ska talk... 2017. <laughs> is that the show? <laughs> um, we got some mail. Yes. Here is the mail. I hope, there's no, I hope there's not a puppy in this box because we're going to be in trouble. It makes me want to wag my tail. So the first, mail call. our first package comes from our buddy Jonas Rulo over in Hawaii. Kailua Kona. What a lucky Look at that. Just man. when you read that name, that's a place you want to live. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. a place you want to live. You're a lucky man, sir. Jonas is living like a he king is. over he there. He lives like he's got palm trees, warm sand. Hawaiian bread over there for a quarter of a uh, freaking loaf. Just get it as much as you want. King's Hawaiian, baby. Man. So inside this, which is wrapped in a... We love this. We love when we get newspapers from around the world. This is a... That one's been neatly wrapped. Yeah. Like it was meant to be sent. So... That's straight out of the mailbox. Oh, this is... This is... The West Hawaii Today, Friday, April 21st, 2017. So, uh... Lava Operators facing fine. <laughs> I guess that's their coal industry. Yeah, you know, the lava tour. <laughs> oh man, I'm gonna look through this later. Look at that, look at that fish. The fish it's on nice the front there. Show the, show the folks at home. This man. is the way they do it in Hawaii. Yeah, Hawaii is it's it's a part of the United States, but it's a part we never get to go to. We have to have a boat. Probably the best part. Yeah, um, you're probably right. Uh oh, look at that. Oh man, this week's like big island. He nice knew, looking he lady on the look front at this there. Shirt. Very nice. Yeah, he's right out of Miami Vice. Mm -hmm. Look at this. Uh, this is a little. This is a brochure. Still, you know, different things. Coupons, to do. boat. Yeah, we could take the show on tour. We should. We should do a show live from Hawaii on the beach. Right at Snorkel Bob's. Snorkel Bob's. Jonas, get on the horn to Snorkel Bob's. Tell him we'll be there. <laughs> Lovely. And finally, part of the tour? we've got a couple, couple different things here. Um, did we? Did we know what Jonas was sending? We had no idea. We had no idea. Um, so this is, um, oh, this is Jonas's business card. Right. So Jonas uh, has do? a business oh, called man. Kona Impact. He does graphic design, website design, marketing. Even his street sounds exotic. There's a dash in it. Oh, yeah. Lugia. I love it. Man, he's living a life out there. Nice. To, oh, boy, I'll tell you. There I should have brought the, my grass there skirt. There go the numbers. <laughs> you smoked your grass skirt, right? <laughs> That's true. All right. And now we're, we're unwrapping the main attraction here. Man, how did this get through customs? Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, there are no customs, are uh, there? That's true. Do they go, they don't, they, I don't guess Hawaii stuff goes through customs, does it? Any more than that? You know, that's a, that's a, I, that's a good, uh, well, you know, I've heard about people in California having to stop their car when they leave the, for like the fruit and vegetable people and all that stuff. But, really? Yeah. I've known some vegetable people in my time and a few fruit. <laughs> it's not surprising. <laughs> These things write themselves. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. This is wrapped up, in, and I don't know if the paper is part of it, so I'm going to kind of be careful as, I'm, as I rip it in half immediately. Um, so, this... It's well wrapped. It is, okay. We're getting there. 
if you're listening at home, just know that this thing is very well wrapped. I hope there's nothing real. It seems Next solid. time we get you, we need, if you can move your way out of the safety scissors, we'd be okay. <laughs> it's, it's hard. Oh boy, this is a stack of magnets. We don't know what they say. Oh! <laughs> Tell the so, people at home what you've got there. Jonas has very graciously procured, through his own means, a stack of Amigos magnets. These, I love it. These will be perfect on the refrigerator. I love it. Um, affixed to your favorite shopping list. And uh, I, there's a stack of them here. We will be giving these away, possibly... On episode 100. Oh, man, isn't that nice? Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah. Charlie Neds. Of course, you're playing the guitar on this, so you can't have it all. <laughs> Good God almighty. Those are tremendous. Thank you so Thanks much, a lot, man. That is That Gosh, is very that is nice. nice eh? Yeah. So. And plus the other goodies. We get to yeah. I can't wait to read that paper. See what's going on with life. I'm telling you, better things. Better things. Anything. Now, what about this big thing? All right, oh. so here's our next package. This is from all the way from merry old England, um, I believe. And uh, <laughs> it's funny that thing was shaking when you first got it here, but now it's just laying it's still just and it's a weird still. smell. Um, so I'm not sure the best way to open this. So we'll just kind of take a take a corner here. Oh, Jonas is in the chat. Thank you very much, man. Yeah, thank you, Jonas. <coughs> Did you make those, Jonas? I'm assuming you did. This is going to get ugly. Oh, do you need help? I have a hard time with life. Folks, <sighs> are you listening to Radio Land? Let's break this open. Box one, vote nothing. I'm afraid I'm going to cut my hand with the scissors, I'm too. afraid you're going to cut my hand off. Okay. Like a liquid up Wolverine. <laughs> Alright, that's good enough. Okay. You... you You've breached the outer shell, boat. All right. This also looks. This also looks uh, like uh, naughty here. There's all kinds of. Oh, I see goodies though. Yep. Okay. Oh boy. So this is our first thing. This is. Oh, I was wondering about these because somebody was telling me they ate them. Quavers. Quavers. Yeah. So a quaver. Do you know what a quaver is in music? I don't. A quaver is what the British call an eighth note. Okay. I don't know what that has to do with this kind of savory snack. It's savory, you say. But uh, we're going to find out. It's made by a company called Walkers. Um, and uh, we're going to just tear it open and so get yourself one of Jonas those. Jonas did make these, by the way. So, hey, you want I'm telling you, I'm not just saying this. These are quality, man. You want quality work done in freaking in Hawaii. There's your boy right there. Wow. These taste good. What's that remind you of? Oh, man, that is so good. Yeah. I mean, no, folks, these, uh, what are they called? Quavers. Quavers. They have a cheesy flavor. Mm hmm. Yet they have a, um, what is that? Um, it's like a Funyun almost. It is Funyun y. Mm -hmm. It's almost like Funyun and those puffed corn. Yeah. Had a kid. Yeah. And this kid is a beautiful, beautiful child. <laughs> beautiful child. child. <laughs> Uncle, here, give, give something else out here. Mm. I'll hold those. Talk very well. All right. We have another package of quavers, one for each of you us. You know, we've got to, I've got to have these in my life. Okay, don't get too hung up on the quavers, okay. because right now we've got skips. Okay, tingy, tingly, 
Oh, I'm sorry, tingly. I misread that. Tingly, tingly prawn cocktail. Oh, see, this doesn't sound too good to me. Okay, so prawn. you know what a, you know what a prawn is, yeah, right? Yeah, I okay. think. Yeah. What do you think a prawn a little is? Little aquatic doodad. <laughs> a prawn's a shrimp. Uh, yeah, that's what they call. Okay. I hope these aren't like actual prawn. They're oh, on. these are chips. Okay. Okay, people at home, I don't usually eat prawn. Oh, they smell. They smell. Don't fishy. smell it. Just eat it. Oh man. Okay, I'm going to read you what the back of the box says, or the back of the package. Skips or the light sea? Well, not so bad, huh? Well, no, it, they don't have any taste. That's the, Well, let me let me describe Go to ahead, you. read it to me, yeah. Skips are the light and melty, tongue-tingly snack. Experience the tingle, balance the skip on your tongue, and let it melt in your mouth. All right. So it should just melt away. They do. They melt away. Did you smell one of these? I don't smell things. No, smell one. It, it doesn't like... smell like it tastes, that's uh, for sure. Uh. It smells like, um, you ever been fishing? Yep. It smells a lot like that. Like a tackle box? But the taste, pretty good. Mm -hmm. All right. All right, I'm on board. Yeah. I'm on board with skips. I would never have tried these. Yeah. So. And then the quote is, two tiny tigers take two taxis to town. And you're supposed to repeat it six times fast. Why? So I'm guessing that skips are often sold in, shall we say, drinking establishments. Mm. And there are fun activities for you and your drunken mates. I've got to give the Brits credit so far. Their chip selection has been outstanding. Yeah, very good. They're two very for good. two. Here you go. Okay. There's more stuff coming. What else you got in there? So now we have some things that are wrapped a little bit kind of crazy. Oh boy. Okay. Well, we're that microphone as much as you can. Let's get Here, this. Let me, whoa! Hold okay. on. My booze. My booze. Okay. My precious booze. Don't get. Don't worry about that. Now we got this. I know. Here's this. I'm okay. Good. Okay. Okay. So in this box, this is. Uh, oh, and this is from Brutal, Brutal Barracuda, by the way. Yeah. Did Did you say that before? I thought you said it. Before. I never said it. I, I think he told me on the phone. I told you on the phone. Yeah. So, Thank you, Brute. Yeah. He's a he's a content making machine. He's also sending content. Okay, I need to dig out the paperwork in the box. This is a, orders from Brutal Barracuda. Oh. Okay. <clears throat> this is a product placement package. Hey amigos, copyright. I thought I'd send you a little care package for a bit of fun. I decided a good theme would be product placement. Living in England gives me access to products that are that Started some old Amiga games. So oh. give these a taste and see what you think. Oh! Oh! How clever. So yeah. read the ones you already ate. It's okay. Okay. So we already had Quavers. And Quavers were in Pushover and One Step Beyond. Which we haven't tried either one of those, yeah. have we? Now I'm going to have to go and try them. Okay. Okay. Um, let's see. Skips. Skips were in Action Biker. Which I, is no, that I've heard about that game. I, I, I love Action that. Biker. Yeah, that's a yeah, pretty good game. That's a great game. game. Okay. Um, so Okay, so that's good. Okay. And uh, so it says, whilst you're munching, see how many games you can name for from your other little surprise. Hopefully it made to you in one piece. And then a uh, bunch of stuff about postage. Don't worry about it. Postage was great. I mean, like, everything arrived in one piece. So, adios amigos from Brutal Barracuda. Thank you, Brutal. Yes. We really appreciate He's so it. clever. Yeah. Look at this. Look at this, guys. Was, yeah, we're going to have to... Scan that in. So yeah, this is this is this is that excellent. is above and beyond. Yeah, there. thank you very much. We're gonna have to put that up on the wall. Yeah, yeah. All right, so here we go. What do we got here? This is um, wrapped very well. Ooh. Hey, I don't know how. It... Oh, good God! Look at that. That. Oh! What's oh! This is a this is a cup 
get the box out of the this way. This is a, cup, a, a coffee cup with my name on it. And it's, oh, man, that is tremendous. Look at that, everybody. I don't know how though. I'm going to we're just take pictures of yeah. all this stuff. Good grief, Barracuda. Thank you very much. That is awesome. Look at all the characters on there, too. That is that's very good, man. All right. <laughs> that's awesome. And I, of course, have the, the matching one. That is good stuff. We, so, can, we can drink our booze in this. That's right. That's right. Boy, this is great. Thank that you so awful. much. Nice. Got, it's got the Wiz and Liz people on it. The Rodlins on there. Yep. You know who's not on the there. Pirates guy. The uh, there's Zool. You know how Batman. Some, somehow Lionheart was left off this. Oh no! Did I not? Well, <laughs> you'll have to read. Once my article comes out, people are going to change their tune. Not really. But look at this man, Turkin, Golden Axe, Mortal Kombat. I love it. Yeah, I love it. That's, that's awesome. great. That is so good. Put that right there. Okay. Um, so next up, that's man. That's getting over there. I'll okay. take that. That was super nice. Okay, next up, let's take a look at. These are wrapped very well, so I'm guessing that these are more on the fragile side. I don't think it'd be more fragile than cups. Okay. You got it there? there we go. Alright, we're done with that. Okay. Alright. Okay. Put that off there. These are, yeah, you got here, I'll move that there. Okay. That is uh, quite the truth. Oh, no. oh, oh. Not the note. Not the note. Okay, I'll move that out of the way. I'll move that out of the way. There we go. Okay. Man. It's wrapped well. Brutal, you did a good job mm -hmm. with your wrapping skill. Oh, those are good. Okay. What are you eating? The quavers? The quavers. I'm telling you that, you know, we don't eat chips with booze. We should. Well, I mean, you know what I'm saying? You go to a bar. Yeah. It's like, I mean, you might it's have like peanuts. peanuts or something like that. I mean, that's, uh, must be a, what is it? It's a British, it's a British thing. British thing. That we should do that. Yeah. Though. It makes plenty crisps. of sense. Look at this. It looks like a, looks like a, a missile or something. Well, I know what we're going to put in our, uh, mugs. Some Lucozade. Oh, no. I <laughs> that, right. Is that the so stuff from, This uh, is the stuff. Where do you think it's from? Is that from Zool? No. No, it's from uh, Super Frog. Super Frog. Super Frog. It's really Zool has the candy. Super, super Frog. Ooh, it's carbonated. Busy. Have you ever had this stuff? Never in my life. I'm it's the, powered by glucose. Man, that's my favorite power source. <laughs> I'm gonna, this is the only... Boy. Now think about it. This is the way you do it. You've got your newly minted Amigo cup, and you've got your, you've got your Amigo drink here. Wow, it smells like a dish detergent. Mm-hmm. In my fur. Doesn't it? I was thinking that, too. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> What's this stuff? Leucoaid? Leucozade. Okay. It smells just like lemony dish detergent. Boy, it doesn't taste much different. Hmm. It literally tastes like... it's The taste is pretty mild, isn't mm -hmm. it? It tastes like sort of like lemony dish detergent. Hmm. When you want to make that leap from the doing the dishes to drinking, what flavor is that boat, if I may ask? Original. Oh, makes sense. Yep, yep. So uh, this is this is basically it's all sugar. Now let me ask, <laughs> uh, and I'll ask. I'm gonna kind of pose this question to the listenership and the people in the chat room. Would we consider that? And you might know this. Would are the British and maybe it's all of Europe? Are they less into the sugar than Absolutely America? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I mean, really? Cadbury, 
Um, I mean, maybe sugary drinks. Is this a, like I guess the the mildness of this strikes me? Is this is this like some kind of like a high, in the in the UK? Is this sort of like a, a, a like a, a I'm trying to think of an equivalent of like, like a Mountain Dew or something? No, no, more. It's almost like a, a, a Gatorade ish, or in a way, or maybe high or. Uh, Almost, you know, I don't want to say Kool-Aid, but flavored water, seltzer water, you know. It, it doesn't really taste like soda, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. Maybe you're, I don't know. I don't know. It's good to have tried it. <laughs> yeah. I love it. It does taste good. Yeah, I mean, it's not bad. Yeah, it's kind of like, yeah, it's just like a very mild cherry flavor. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's very, it's very subdued. And so, um... Neil says we only drink Lucasade when we are ill. So oh. maybe it's kind of like Sprite or ginger ale, you know. Okay. Um, and then Pishbot says we drink M-Brew in Scotland. Very sweet. Mm. So uh, we'd like to try some M-Brew sometime next time we're in Does M-Brew have brew in it? It's got a little, little brew. A little strange brew. A little brew. brewski. Okay. This is the... Uh, Man, I don't know. This Barracuda is phase is 16 a, of the Brutal if, Barracuda. If he's a know. professional package guy... Like I think he missed his calling. If he's or maybe he must, he's got to do a lot of eBay business. Yeah, I'm telling yeah. You. you can tell. You can tell. This stuff could get past the DEA. <laughs> All right, we are we are getting there here. Nothing makes for better listening than listening to you go through plastic. That's true. With I'm a sure. pair of scissors, the, the, the lowest rated show ever. <laughs> Holy okay. smokes! This is now. This is the good. Look at that. Oh boy! All right. So okay, we know what these are from. Yep, we've got um, those are from uh, our game. Yeah, McVitie's. These are penguin um, biscuits, chocolate covered biscuit bar filled with chocolate cream. <laughs> oh god! And they, yeah, and these are from, of course, James Pond. Um, we got Chewits, which are not the same as Starburst, and don't even pretend like they are. These are Chewits Extreme. Well, that means you don't even want to touch six those. times extremely sour apple chew. Those are gonna do you good and proper, yeah. yeah. And then we got Smarties, which are um, uh, now those are bad. Oh, no, these are ours? not our Smarties. Oh, I see. These are chocolate. Okay. Oh man. Okay. So, um, what, what do you say we start with the penguin? All right. Me chocolate. Well, if you insist, nothing beats chocolate chips, orange pop, and bourbon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. McVitie's. Penguin. What do you think? Well, like a chocolate cookie mm-hmm. with a chocolate center. Yep. I approve. It's got kind of a graham crackery taste. Mm-hmm. The, um... Those are pretty good. Yeah. They're very, the chocolate is quite... Uh, this kind of counteracts this. It's mm-hmm. very sweet, isn't it? All right. Got to eat the penguin in two halves. Yep, you're right. I'll save half mine for later. I'll save half mine for now. I can't eat as fast as you, Boat. We're at two I just I, I make up for the speed with mm. quantity. Okay. Now we've got Chewitz Extreme 8 or 6X, like you said, extremely sour apple. This is going to hurt me. So these are... Um, man, these are... Trying to bust into them here. This is the most packaging I've opened in my life. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. See I'll if it's it. really. I'll be right with you. <laughs> is it really going to be six times, or is it only going to be like five times extreme? Mm. 
This is a show. Watch the fat American eat candy for milk overseas. <laughs> okay. Now these are... Um, this is almost like taffy. It's kind of more, more hard. Mmm. Pretty good, eh? I like it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I don't know where the 6X Extremely Sour comes from. I mean, it's a little bit sour. Pretty sour. I think, let me see. Maybe there are one, two, three, four. There are six of them in here. Mmm. So they tricked you. Yeah, it's not an exponential. And then finally, from Alex. Those are good. From Brutal. We have what appears to be a game. Oh boy. Oh, it's funny. We hadn't looked at One Step Beyond, but now we will <laughs> because yeah. we've got it. This is One Step Beyond. And I've never heard of this game. Have you heard of this before? Um, I've heard of the song, I've heard of the show. I don't think I've heard of the game. Is this based on the show? I don't think Featuring so. Featuring Colin Curley? No. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. That's totally full house font right there. I like this. Kind of saved by the bell. This quote. Grin men weep openly and beg for more after just one bite of the 100 levels of hair curling lunacy. Boy. That is I a, don't know if I want to play it or not anymore. <laughs> thank you very much. Something tells me there's going to be an Amigos play with this written on it. Yeah. I like the box. Mm -hmm. He looks almost like an old... Uh, like a Max Slimmer cartoon or one of those? <laughs> no, he looks more like a Droopy's arch nemesis Butch. Mm. You know, look at that. It's a two-disker. Yep. Got the manual with it. Thank you very much, Brute. Brutal, that was great. Holy smokes. Mm -hmm. We're going to save some of this game for later because I can't eat anymore. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're, we're good to go. I'm still good with the skips, though. Thanks very That's much for all those. these goodies, folks. We appreciate it. Yeah. We love Jonas, it. thank you again. Brutal, thank you again. That reminds me. Before we end our package segment, I forgot something. Uh oh. Slightly less is entertaining. So apparently, um, One Step Beyond is the sequel to Pushover, um, which I've not played yet either. So, uh oh, what do you have? Look at that. Did you get? Are you starting to get mail? Oh, I got mail. So, this came for me. Is that my high score card? No. <laughs> <laughs> this came for me in the mail, May 1st, and I thought to myself, much like Boat says, like, hey, how did these people find out where I live? Because <laughs> mm -hmm. it's from Cardiff. Cardiff in, in England. UK. Yeah. Now, I know what this is already, but for fun, I'm going to open it. Um, you'll recall... That I had a little beef with the people over at Amiga. You're yeah. right, Pishbot. I have played Pushover. I remember it on the Friday Night Free For All. There you you told me to play it. Okay, continue your story. There's no story, uh, but if this is what I think it is. Is this the second Key Ra? No, this is the first Key Ra. What? This is it. What? This is ordered in November 28th. Of 2016, and you can see here it is, has arrived May 1st of 2017, 
You can do the math on that. That's what four or five months. Um, they have already um, issued me a partial refund for this because it was lost in the mail over there. And they also acted like I think they don't necessarily believe that it was lost in the right. mail. So not only am I documenting that indeed it was lost in the mail. To their credit, as I want to do, the reason I put it on here, if you look at that post date, what's it say? So that's uh, 28 11, 16. So that's that way right. it was shipped out. This was shipped by um, the people from uh, Is that a Amiga book, book Kit. Sale or Amiga Kit? Um, and was actually lost in the mail. So if anyone on Amiga Kit listens to the show, because I'm. I have not buried them, but I've not You've been attacked happy. them consistently. Their, their customer show. support was lacking to a certain degree, but it wasn't horrible. You're off the hook, and I'm off the hook as well because there it is. It just came in. So, what to do with this? I haven't decided yet, uh, but uh, uh, I've already got my C64 Pi finished, and well, we have another C64. I know. So it's possible that you could make another one. Uh-huh. <laughs> it doesn't fill me with delight that, that that possibility. But anyway, there it is. So I like to get closure on this yeah, show. Just we to... got closure on the Cinemaware Best of Defender of the Crown. Yeah. And, and the other big mystery was this. And it's, now we have closure. It's it closed in the loop. Yeah. So there we go. Package time. Yeah. All right. Man, we've heard that one forever. Thanks for seeing. Thanks for listening, <laughs> that guys. Lot, that was a lot of stuff. See you next week. <laughs> so um, we better buzz to the news real quick, then, eh? Yeah, or we can take our time either way. Oh yeah. Well, there's a lot of news. I'll be honest. What's with going you. on in the world of Amiga news? Well, know? why don't you go over some st- uh, some of the site news real quick? We'll we'll mix it in while I activate the magic box. Here. Okay. Um, well, in the world of site updates, we so have many. a bunch wow. of things going on. Um, I'll just uh, turn us over here. To uh, take a look at the uh, our screen here, this is um, probably the the most content that we've ever had on the site up at once oh, with, with all the different contributors and everything. It's crazy. Um, I'm just going to kind of run down these because it's impossible for me to find them and 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 and, and spotlight them. But if you go to everythingamiga.com, you can see all this stuff. The first thing I'd like to do is uh, give a warm Amigos welcome to our newest contributor <laughs> and the person that just sent us all this stuff. I promise that was not uh, on purpose, but... Um, How timely. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, his, he, he contributed to Hecka this week, That's, way before this stuff. Wow, I haven't seen that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just, so Aaron's looking at stuff and he's... I'm seeing he's, stuff here for the first time when he right. the page. So um, we've got... Uh, we want to welcome Brutal Barracuda. Brutal is from England. And he's already off to the races with a couple different series of videos. Uh, one is called Nostalgic Nonsense, and it's where he plays a bunch of different <laughs> Amiga games. And uh, then he's also got a whole series about board games on the Amiga. And, uh, you know, it's funny, but I spent a lot of my time playing board games on, on computers and consoles growing up. Did you? Um Not really. Really? I Like, I played Monopoly on the Nintendo over and over again. Um... Something weird in your cup there? No. That's okay. just that's weird stuff. It's weird stuff. Lucasade. Um, so anyway, uh, we want to welcome Brutal to the team. And uh, the big thing that he has started is uh, there's going to be these Amigos challenges that happen once every every once in a while. And uh, we've got one currently running now. If you go over to our forums at um, 
Amiga, everythingamiga.com slash forums, I believe, is it. And you go to the Amiga Challenge uh, board, you can see, uh, you can take part. Our first challenge is uh, Jaguar XJ220. And uh, it's basically, you know, submitting a video. And uh, he is going to combine all of the different videos onto one screen. And he's going to do a, a really awesome, a really awesome job, sort of, uh, you know, running this challenge. And so, uh, it's already up. It's already running. Um, if you want to get in on the action before it's too late, then uh, head on over to the forums and check it out. By the way, I looked at your submission. It's the best. It's weak, sir. It's the I best. Say. It's a weak submission. It's the best. <laughs> um, I love it. By the way, that game's. Pretty fun. It is. I I really enjoy playing it. Um, We've got Gary Hucker is back with his part four of Amiga 3000 assembly. His videos are killing it, too. They're very popular. Yeah. um, He's... uh, Gary's a good hand at that sort of thing, too. He just keeps putting it together. It's very awesome. Dreamcatch has been busy. He's been reviewing a bunch of games. Uh, The Pink Panther, which was I thought was kind of interesting. The Blues Brothers... Uh, which I did an Amigos plays of a while back, and Rambo Three. That one I read that one just the other day. It was tremendous. Uh, Chris, you, for, you forget about Rambo and the in that era. Of, right. That's what they were all. There were a lot of Rambo games. <laughs> Chris Folds has been busy too. He did uh, uh, let's or Amigos plays on Test Drive Two: The Duel. I think we might talk about that last week. It's a great game. Uh, Nuclear War. And also, he just put something up on today, which is May 4th, which is May the 4th be with you. Uh, it's Star Wars Day. As a middle school teacher, you hear that about one zillion times a second. Yeah. Um, and Chris has uh, done a bunch of, uh, he's done this huge article, which I haven't even looked at yet, on Star Wars games on the Amiga. So thank you, Chris, for that. They're all great, by the way. Um, Dreamcatcher has interviewed uh, Tony <coughs> Rat. Crowther. That was, yeah, I read um, that. Yeah. He was a coder and musician. He worked on Captain Planet, Liberation, Nightmare, and many C64 games. You get a good look at how stuff's developed, how stuff's put together from that interview. So yeah. He, literally, he did his part, and there was other stuff I had no idea. Was right. <laughs> um, and then finally, Neil uh, has released Amigos Magazine, which he has retitled Kickstart, and this is issue six. Um, and he is running a contest right now. Um, to uh, to get some tickets to uh, the next um, what is that UK event um, revision something like that I don't know which one yeah it's one of the UK retro gaming events he's giving away tickets if you want tickets uh, there's a contest go to uh, the uh, everythingamiga.com click on magazine and download the latest issue check it all out the magazine's really good this month well I mean it's always good it's but, always good uh, there's some good stuff in there I uh, I enjoyed it I always I'm telling you that that thing like I said it's a shot glass of entertainment yeah yeah it's just and long he's enough a, he's to... a maniac to put that together mm. I mean I give the guy credit yeah and a real nice cat too on top of everything else and finally Neil has um, he started a new kind of series here on the on the site and it's called Bit Generation History of Video Games. And uh, he's just going through and writing about uh, the history of video games. He's, uh, both uh, issue, or not issue, but Article 1 and Article 2 are yeah. out. Article 2 just literally just dropped. came out today. Yeah. I'd never seen it. Yeah. So uh, he made me want to get a Fairchild Channel F and a, and a Pong machine. You aren't kidding I, I never me. had a Pong machine of my own, you know, so that I don't know why he want one. I wanted the original Aussie. It's got that big shotgun. Oh, yeah. Crap. yeah. I'd love to have that. <laughs> and and, um, and finally, I said finally before, but this yeah. is really finally. Super, finally. super finally. What have you been up to on the site? You've been up to some some nonsense. Oh, yeah. You didn't go over my stuff, did you? Well, no, I, I, I uh, to you. 
you know, there was a long drought in there where I had uh, some computer issues, and it's back, baby. But I managed to get some stuff out. I knocked I knocked out uh, Jungle Strike, which is a pretty fun game. Uh, I, I did a, a, a Rough and Ready, which is uh, uh, you got me doing it. <laughs> was a, was a rough, now you now I can't remember what the real name of it is. Rough and Ready, right? It's a tough. <laughs> rough and tumble. Rough and tumble. See, both, both mislabeled his, and now I'm doing the same thing. It's just, I don't it's know just why like Aqua games. Yeah. What is wrong with us? Uh, rough and tumble. Man, what a game that is. Yeah, it's a tremendous game. And then um, I just put up uh, Xenon 2, which is a good game. But I looked Warrior at the, Princess, right? No, that's Xena. Mm. And it's only one, Xena. This is Xenon 2, uh which of course has Palm the Bass. Yep, <laughs> but uh, yep. not this version because I played the CDTV version, which has no music uh, awesome. no soundtrack on it. But it does have a lot of crazy exclusive CDTV content, <clears throat> which uh, I have a look at on the video. And uh, um, they did a very, it's very clever the way they put that down. So I, I, that's another one I looked at. Have I, have I missed anything? It seems like I did another, but I can't remember what it was. Um, well, while you're thinking of it, Neil. Uh, has chimed in on the chat to say that the contest is for tickets to Retro Revival. Retro Revival. Retro Revival. That's right. So. Uh, hey, what a deal. Yeah. You know, and the, the magazine is, is, like I said, it's always a good read. Mm. So, uh, but uh, anyway, I've done a few things. And I'm working on a big project now with the. With the retro, uh, with the uh, uh, retro pie stuff. So, so I'm put picture in your mind, Amigo Studios East. Which is what we call Aaron's house. It should be. It, we should call it Barracuda's house. He's That's true. That's true. <laughs> but uh, you've you've been upgrading your studio a little bit. You've been adding a green screen, right? Well, Tell us about the green screen. Well, I the green screen works. It's tremendous, mm-hmm. except for one thing. I've got no way to to hang it behind me uh, right now, and so um, my room is full of crap, as you know. And so I'm in the process of decrafting it. So I should. I know I've tested the green screen. It works. I've just got to make it make fit. It I don't have a convenient setup like so you've got here. Look for uh, look for Aaron's future videos. To include I don't know if anybody would even want me. Because it would be my face up there. It's like Mystery Side Theater. Look, up there. <laughs> little Aaron. Um, but, the, yeah. And I've, yeah. So, I'm trying to get more stuff out. And I'm still tweaking the uh, HDMI output thing to get the best quality. I'm not there yet. So, I'm working on it. All right. So, let's talk. News. We've been gone for a while. We've missed uh, a few things here that uh, have have popped up. Um, like I said, we've got a lot of our own content up here. Let me skip past all that. <laughs> a lot of our stuff. All right. Um, there's a game that was only available. There's a couple of these actually that were only available on CD, and they have been uh, transferred over to uh, give you the ability to play them without the CD player. And it was core, the first one was called the Core Design 1985 Core Design uh, released the Big Red Adventure, which I've never never heard of. This game looks sort of like a uh, latter day Lucas Arts game. Right, right, mm-hmm. right. Um, it looks it looks interesting. Um, they did another one that just came out. I, I'm trying to think of the name. Oh, it was called and this one actually looks. I, I've got to try this. One. I, this one looks. It's a shooter. It's called um, T Zero. AGA shoot 'em up. Oh, that sounds intriguing to me. Uh, so we are going to give that a, a look. Um, I noticed that. Uh, uh, that's weird. <laughs> I noticed that there's a few Amiga games that are like in demo form that are coming out 
they're supposed to be coming out in the summer. I don't want to cover them right yet, but they should. They, it looks like the the end of the summer might be some good stuff coming out. One was a shooter, and the other one was some sort of adventure game. Uh, so they might be that might be cool. I didn't want to cover them right now, but I thought I'd mention that they, I saw some stuff on the horizon. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, of course there there there's a new disc out from our friends over at uh, Indie Retro News have mentioned this, and of course it's. Coming from the usual suspects that always do these compilation discs, it's the ultimate Amiga demo disc. Have you seen this? No. This just came out. I just noticed that before I left work. <coughs> Excuse me. It looks awesome. Uh, Amiga demos are tremendous, you know. So uh, uh, that one I'll be grabbing. There's no doubt about it. Uh, while I'm thinking about it, Indo Indie Retro News and the um, really popular Amiga Facebook page are ran by a fellow named Neil. And Neil has not our Neil, not our Neil. Neil. Neil has been uh, has been having some medical problems. So speedy recovery to Neil from uh, the Amigos. Uh, he's a good guy and man, a heck of a worker. He really puts out a ton of news. Yeah, I'd like to have him on the show sometime. Oh yeah, I, and I mean, um, it's funny. He runs the best Amiga Facebook page, and he runs the best Amiga news site. I mean, bar none, it's mm-hmm. the best, and uh, he's a real, real nice guy. And a real popular guy, so we wish him a speedy recovery as well. Um, I think that's pretty much all I've got, man. I think you covered most of it with your news there. All right. Well, let's roll on into the game then. The Aquatic Game, starring James Pond and the, the Aquabats. Aquabats. What a stupid name, by it's, the way. Right out of the gate. Yeah. That is not, that well, does the, not uh, roll uh, off the tongue. Aquatic Games is not bad. They probably should just... I don't know if James Pond was like such a uh, huge figure that they thought shoehorning him into it. He was, was if you're Millennium Interactive. That's true. They, they, didn't <laughs> have too many, yeah, they didn't have too many shining stars <laughs> in the sky. So, let's talk about Aquatic Games. The Aquatic Games starring James Pond and the Aquabats. This came out in 92... Uh, it was on a disc, a single disc. It was uh, developed by the same outfit that did James Pond and James Pond 2 and James Pond 3. And then they also did a game called Bad Company, an uh, outfit called Vector Dean. Feel like making... Was that Bad Company? It was. Thank you. Actually, you could have Thank been you. saying Bad Company by Bad Company, which would have been more appropriate. But anyways, uh, <laughs> the, uh, um, uh, the Vector Dean, basically, they were behind all the pawns. So... That's why they put James Pond in the title because mm-hmm. that's all they had. That's all they had. So um, the uh, the game is basically let's not let's not uh, jump around it here. It's a Me Too uh, Olympic style event game. You've got uh, six events and two bonus events if you can get to them that uh, that are starring James Pond. And the Aquabats, or his amazing friends, or whatever you want to call them. There's a frog. There's a uh, there's a, uh, a starfish. There's a turtle. dolphin. There's a turtle. Mollusk. There's mo- <laughs> various mollusks and <laughs> shellfish, fishies, and every other every other darn thing. Uh, this game was uh, straight up ECS special. No- nothing special about it. I, I-, I want to say I don't know if this was developed first on the on the Amiga or on the ST. Uh, I, I'm honestly not sure which one got it at first, uh, but it, I'm sure they're probably pretty center, uh, similar. Now, if you'll recall when we did the original Pond, uh, a fellow named Chris Sorrell did the lion's share of the work on it, right? Mm-hmm. He was not involved in this particular effort. Uh, this one was done 
by his sort of his uh, another one of the guys there that is a, a good programmer named Steve Bach. Right? Mm. <clears throat> now, Steve Bach is behind some of our personal Amigos favorites. He did Leathernecks, Dogs of War, and Battleship, sure. But he also did Karate Kid 2 and Fright Night. So <laughs> two of our favorite Our lowest games. rated episode of all time <laughs> and Karate Kid 2. <laughs> the lowest, lowest rated Amigos plays. I had my greatest Amigos plays victories in that game. I don't know. <laughs> Landing the Plane was another good one. I couldn't believe that. Um, so, And, of course, the music was done by Richard Joseph. Who's done? Oh, I don't know everything. Cannon yeah. fodder. He did all the sensible soccer's and everything. He did James Pond two and three. He's done tons and tons and tons of stuff. Mm-hmm. So we all know who he is. And the music's good. You know, yeah. it's, there's some standard tunes, classical tunes that are adapted in. Plus, there's some original stuff. So you know, it's pretty good. You don't really think about the music, and this is not like it, what this would have been awesome if they'd done it. Remember in the other games series. You'd come in, you had your own flag and stuff. There's no opening ceremonies in this, which would have been cool. So, mm-hmm. I guess they put it on one disc. They didn't, they didn't, or maybe just they think it was appropriate. I personally, as a, when I was a kid and I saw summer games and they had the opening ceremony with the dogs, oh, yeah. that's dun, what hooked dun, me. Dun, I was like, man, look dun, at this. Yeah. Look at all these countries you could pick mm-hmm. for. In this, you don't really pick you just anything. They sort no. of assign you a yeah. captain. They could have really, especially with the Aquabats being involved, they should have. And I realize it, Especially with them being involved, <laughs> with all the name value that they represent, the Aquabats. Can you name any of the Aquabats? You know. <laughs> Starry. Norm. <laughs> Snort. Sully. Sully. <laughs> but, I mean, it would have been great to be able to choose your character for each one of these games. Um, to say, you know, like, maybe I want to be James Pond and doing the uh, doing the, the drop in the candy in the fish's mouth. Or maybe I want to be the starfish guy and running the marathon or whatever. Yeah, that would have been interesting, but it did, that, that's not the way they did it. They did. You have a signed character. That's something else that doesn't make any sense. If you're, if this is an Olympic level sport, you're only one guy is competing technically in every single sport. Um, this is a hot seat game, so there's no, there's something else that the other games have that this doesn't. It's actual on screen simultaneous competitive play. There's right. none of that. Uh, you, the events are all single player play, take turns, and that, that's just the way it is. Um, this game surprising, and this blew my mind. Maybe it didn't blow your mind because you're more of a console boy. This was released on the, both the Genesis and the Super Nintendo. Can you I, believe that? Yeah, I mean, I can see. I mean, graphically, this game stands up. It's a it's a great looking game. Yeah. Uh, so I guess there's no reason why it wouldn't have been released. I don't know if it got a, a North American release. Do you have any info? On I don't. That? Uh, it was known in, on the Super Nintendo. It was known as James Pond's Crazy Sports. <laughs> so, which it's crazy. that makes as much sense as anything, I suppose. It's Crazy Sports. Also released on the Atari ST, which apparently that's how back that was one of his favorite uh, things to program for. That's why I wonder if it wasn't done on there first. But I, right. I don't have anything to say. That. Um, it was also done on the on the ST, and that's pretty much it. So you got the, the consoles and the ST. Um, the, uh, uh, it's funny that the, the fellow that originally programmed, uh, the, you know, uh, the, the original version of this, Sorrel, he's quoted, and I feel like we're burying this game before we talk about it, but I might as well get this stuff out of the way. Um, uh, and he said the, uh, the aqua, the aquatic games was developed by Steve Back and a couple of, uh, Vector Dean's artists as a spinoff from the main series. Although, I, and this is the backhanded compliment, although I think All Concerned did a great job in the time they had, <laughs> I was never a big fan of taking the franchise in that direction. 
<clears throat> so there, you, <laughs> there, there you go. He was, he didn't, he didn't have a hand in this one. That much said, um, let's talk about the actual game. So you're, it's of course broken into six mini games. Um, we're gonna try to go through these from memory. So, but we're luckily we're pretty fresh. So the first event you play, first there's a screen that pops up, and you pick what you want to do. And you can practice an event. You can play two people. You can play three people. You can play four people. Right. Uh, you got, uh, the first event is a event that where you just, I mean, they, they, all these events have little names, but basically it's a event where you take your joystick and you waggle it as fast as a human can. Right. So and it's you, your standard track and field type. It, it's more decathlon because that's the way you hit on decathlon. Yeah, no that's true. That's true. So you just try to run your frog across the water and across the beach as quick as you can. And there's a, and there's a qualifying time and you try to beat that time. And you're sort of racing the computer, but the computer just is, it has a canned. He just sort of has a graphic. You don't mm-hmm. actually. It's not like in track and field where the guy kind of keeps up with it. This guy just kind of. He just kind of hangs out. What did yeah. you think of the first event? I mean, there, there's not much to it. It's pretty. It's, yeah, it's it looks good. Um, there might even be some <laughs> parallax scrolling in there. I think I know we always try the and water. You know, all that wa- the water effects are really good. Yeah, yeah, um, quite beautiful. I realized that because I mean, there's there's events in decathlon where literally all you do is waggle the joystick. Absolutely, you know, straight race. You know, like the four hundred. And they're brutal. Yeah, and so you know, I, I'm not against it. I think it's okay. It's okay. It would have been it's, nice. At least it's not real long. Right. They give you a computer opponent to race against <clears throat> in all of these events, which is which is nice too. You know, um, the one thing that this game lacks, uh, especially in the racing events, is just the lack of a simultaneous two player option. Mm. I agree with that, and it's something that could have been easily done because they've sort of got another little graphic on the screen anyway. Uh, but overall, it's it's basic. It's mm-hmm. basic as these games get. It's mm-hmm. a little thing. So after you, <clears throat> there's a qualifying time, and you either make it or you don't, and your score is based on your time. There's really no, there's nothing else going on on that. They just you just run as fast as you can. It's a very simple event. So like Boat said, every one of these games has it. It's the same as every other one. And I will say the joystick waggle feels is a gauge at the bottom of the screen that kind of keeps uh, uh, track of how fast you're going. You can max it out if you're my brother. Now the rest of us humans, we can't get that fast, <clears throat> and so you, that's how you know how fast you're going. So at the end of that, it will give you it'll flash up what it is, you know, hundred meter splash. It'll it'll and you. There's a tremendous amount of statistics involved. They give there you, is. you know, like your, 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 your average time, the score, the the, the reigning champion score. Yeah. It's it's really in depth that yeah, part of it. It is. So the next, so you do that. So the next event we did was the uh, the kipper, the sleeping. What were those things? Uh, I guess they're seals or walruses or what the heck were those little guys? Yeah, they're seals. Seals. So you're, a, I guess, the seal that's in charge of keeping the beach balls from hitting these other seals. There's, Six or seven seals land at the bottom of the screen, and and beach balls fly in off screen, and your job is to basically headbutt these beach balls. Now, uh, the beach balls are all the same except for one that's a different color. That's a heavier beach ball. Okay, so you really have to give it a lot more of a thud, and you can sort of just jump up in the air and whack these, mm-hmm. but you need to get a come from an angle so you yeah, can so you can bat them out of the right, way. right. So, and then if you if you if two of your kippers uh, uh, if two of the little kippers wake up and walk off screen, that ends your turn. Or you can qualify by going the full four minutes of beach whacking. Uh, I thought this was a cute event. The first two minutes, 
It was less cute in the third minute, and then I wanted to die in the last. <laughs> what did you think of this one, Boat? Yeah, this would have been a great 30-second or maybe a minute event where it just, you know, it, it gets harder on a, um, on a sort of, like, sliding scale. Um, but four minutes is crazy. Absolutely. Um, and uh, by the way, before we get any further, I just wanted to thank Mad Matt's gaming channel for providing that in-game, uh, in-game footage of, um, of the aquatic games that if you're watching on YouTube, you just saw. So, so <clears throat> this event, again, simple event. There's not a whole lot to it, uh, but was it fun? Yeah, I liked it. It was just... It, yeah, it, it was off. different. I mean, there, you, it's not really... You can't... There's not really um, something you can equate it to. Yeah, uh, with one of the California games or summer games or something like no. that. I guess it's sort of like Hacky Sack or something. Sure, yeah, that's probably the closest thing. <clears throat> so uh, the next event, I believe, was the Triple Jump event. Mm-hmm. This event was really t- difficult for me. <clears throat> Again, it's also cute. These events where the screen scrolls through multiple screens, they're very cute. They're well done. They scroll smoothly. There's plenty of background stuff going on. And in in a normal game is Triple Jump, let's say Decathlon, you waggle the stick like a maniac. When you get to the jump line, you hit the button once. Usually you hit it again. And the third one, you might hit it and hold it until your a gauge comes up that gives you the degree of your leap. And then your guy will leap, and that's how far you go. This, this one, they spiced up a little bit. You jump at a jump line. Then you jump again. Then your guy whoops out a, 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 a jump rope and kind of runs while he's jumping rope for about 10 steps. And then the gauge comes up, and you hold the button down to jump. I sucked at this event. I've never been any good at it. The the jump rope part really throws me off. Mm-hmm. Uh, of, of because you sl- you sort of slow down when you're jumping rope, even though you're not really. It's real down. strange. Yeah. I mean, I know they were getting. It was trying to be cute, mm-hmm. but man, it was weird. Yeah. It was real tough, you yeah. know, to, to to figure out. What, what did you think of this one? Um, I you thought beat me by mere, mere millimeters. Yeah, when we played earlier. I thought that with some practice, you know, once you sort of get down what they expect you to do, you could do pretty well at it. Um, but it, they definitely didn't make it easy. They didn't make it easy for a first-timer. No, they didn't. That, that was a tough event. Again, it was cute, but that was tough. I believe the next event, was that the sponge hop? Yeah. Uh, so, <clears throat> this is my personal favorite event. In one of the Summer Games 2 or California Games, there's one of these that has a trampoline event. And effectively, that's what this is. You're in a castle. There are two big sponges at the bottom. And you're jumping on the sponges, and you and you, when you hit the sponge, you you're supposed to push up with the joystick, and, and then your guy will go to the apex of his of his jump. Then you let go of the stick, he'll fall down. You hit up again, and if you do this, you build momentum to go higher and higher. And the castle roof goes way way up. You, I've never seen the roof of it. And so while you're in the air, you do tricks. <clears throat> you uh, you can do spins and flips and uh, whatnot, and you can jump back and forth between two trampolines. There's these shells that are in between the two champions you can kind of whack them as you go by and then up the very very top of the screen there are flow of flags and little prizes you can get for points uh again the the failing of this is the fact that well we're not 100 sure about this because we went four minutes on this again and uh it didn't end now apparently there's some way to qualify and under that or something we're not sure about uh, and I read the docs on that too, and I still am not sure exactly how you do it. But I just jumped around for four minutes, and I had a pretty good score, I thought. Yeah. But uh, I never qualified for the event, so I don't know. I really like this event. I thought that um, you know they give you two trampolines, so there's not only just the sort of up and down motion that you have, but you also have some horizontal 
you know, tricks are possible. Um, I like the fact that they they give you shells, you know, like there are these shells that you can spin around that sort of lets you know how high you are. But there's like these like once you get up to where I thought the ceiling was, you can actually keep going higher and higher and higher. And there are like some mega points up there at the top of the screen. Yeah, and it was that that event was I think of all these that was by far my favorite. I mean, mm-hmm. there was nothing close. That was I think that was a, a lot of fun. Um, and we probably had the most fun watching that as well. It was fun just to watch the other guy. You kind of wanted to smack him sometimes when he screwed up. <laughs> so that that one, that's a big thumbs up. Mm-hmm. That's almost makes the whole collection. It was, I mean, it you was know, awful so, fun. I guess I'll leave my final thoughts. So we're still we're still rolling. The next event was the next event the uh, uh, the step on the shells event. I feel like we're leaving one out here. The one where you pop the shells. No, the, the next one I think was just your your. The hurdles, right? No, that was the second to last. That oh, was the okay. second to last event. So I, I'm gonna let you. I think the next event was the was the uh, uh, the Stepping one on the, And this is a strange one here. Oh no, I know what we're leaving out. It's the it's the uh, one where you are the sun the the starfish. Okay, okay. So in this one, you are at a platform at the top of the screen, and below you is water, beautifully rendered water, very mm. shiny, reflective, very awesome effect. Um. You are a starfish, a very coolly animated. This is probably the prettiest level, wouldn't you say? It looks beautiful. It's great. The starfish looks awesome. Mm-hmm. He's, it looks almost like he came straight out of SpongeBob. Yeah, Patrick. And uh, on either side of the top platform are these candy machines. And your guy's got a bucket. And he goes over and you hit the button and they fill full of candy. And then there are fish that will pop the little heads out of the water. Your job is to throw some candy to them. Okay, simple enough. And then they'll go back down into water. And... You do this for a while, and you just give them candy, and you go refill your bucket. Well, eventually, from above you, these strings are gonna, are coming down with candy or donuts I'm tied to them. Mm-hmm. They're, and they're if, hooks for and a if, fisherman. And you'll notice as you as you play this, the longer you go without feeding with a fish, the further up in the air they go out mm-hmm. of the water. Well, these if the second these uh, lines, these fish lines gets near them, and they haven't been fed, they'll grab them and go, and that means they're gone. They got caught. And if you lose two fish, the round's over, and, you, and you're out. Uh, this is a, a very cool level as well. I enjoyed this one. The uh, uh, It's fast. It has a... I was telling Boat, it reminds me of either Tapper or even more appropriate if you ever played... Uh, and I did part one of this. I need to do part two. It's bar games. There's a... Uh, there's a scene where you dump water on women in a wet t-shirt contest. It sort of reminds me of that. Yeah, it was almost the exact same thing. Where I mean, I guess the, the women were moving across the right, stage, right? right? And so. This one looks, of course, a million times. This is actually probably more fun. Uh, it's, it, I mean, it's so well rendered mm-hmm. and uh, beautifully done. I wish the whole game... I mean, because the, the one thing is the starfish is big. Mm-hmm. He's cool looking. Yeah, just everything about this level, I really liked. I'm not, I wasn't great at it. I practiced a little bit, but I, I enjoyed playing it. I think the concept's fun. It's one of those things I could probably sit down and play for an hour or two, mm-hmm. just try to perfect my skills yeah. at it. Um, so what 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 comes after that? Um, the, I think after that is the kick up the shell level. Okay. So this level, gosh, this is you, you want to try to explain oh, this one? <clears throat> okay. So imagine that you have like some sort of crab-looking <laughs> things that, uh, like horseshoe crabs, like not like the crabs that have the pinchers, but like horseshoe crabs. They wander out of two pipes on the side of the screen, sort of like Mario Brothers, how the enemies come out of pipes. Yeah. And they are walking towards you, and what you need to do is you need to hit them, but not in the center, because if you hit them in the center, uh, they die, and you don't get any points. 
um, you need to hit them on the side, one of the two sides of the uh, of their shell, which flips them up in the air. And then you hit a button, you hit your only button, and you raise like a little tin, like a like a pie pan or something that's the size of your head. And it you looks catch like one of those them. things you do ship for gold. So yeah, like, like, a, like a panning yeah. thing. Um, and that's how you get points. <coughs> There's also like these gelatinous creatures that also ooze out of the pipes, yeah. and uh, they they happen every once in a while. And when you jump on them, you get like a mega like jump boost. And there are like five or six balloons at the top of the screen. You jump up there, and uh, when you jump off one of those guys, and you break the balloon, and you get points for that. Too. I think they're worth like ten thousand points. They're worth big points, like yeah. yeah. And so um, that's uh, that's basically. And what gets in your way in this level are the normal shell, you know, the normal crabs. If you touch them without jumping on them, they'll, they will stun you. Uh, and then there are also sort of electrified crabs that also stun They're you. spiky. It's, it's impossible to die in these games. Uh, you basically, you're in there for four minutes. You're trying to get as many points as you can. And, and if you stomp on the crabs incorrectly, they just sort of die. Mm-hmm. And they just, you see the little they angel to the, yeah. Um, this event is another one. That it's boy, it was difficult, but man, it was actually sort of fun. I never really got into it before, but now, but when I read the instructions on how to actually play the event, because that's when you look at this from without knowing, you're like, what in God's name am I supposed to do here? Well, you stomp on these things, but you have to stomp on them from the side. They flop in the air, and you catch them in your pan, you get two thousand points. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, it's it's actually sort of fun. Again, I think this is another event where you could that you where you could qualify before the time four minute time limit. We both went the time limit, and I don't remember if we. I don't think either one of us got past it. No, so uh, so, you know, so ideally, obviously there's something to it. Yeah, ideally the, the the game is looking for you to get a certain score. In which case, you know, you you progress, you qualify for the event, and you don't have to go on. But if you don't get that score, you just run out the clock, basically. Yeah, good event though. I, I mean, yeah. it grew on me. It, yeah, it really did. And it's in a castle or something too. Sometimes mm-hmm. I mentioned a boat earlier. This is called the Aquatic Games, but none of these games take place underwater. Mm-hmm. They're all, and <laughs> so it's always strange. Yeah. But I, mean, I guess it's aquatic creature events. So the final normal event, I believe, was um, I think there's two left. There was the uh, there's the unicycle, there's the unicycle, and then there's the uh, hurdle no, the race. Hurdles, yeah. So the unicycle race is if you've ever played BC's Quest for Tires, which boat never had. I can't believe we never played that mm-hmm. boat. Get on that. Uh, BC's Quest for Tires, where you're BC and you ride a unicycle and, and you just avoid various uh, obstacles and jump stuff. This is like that, except quicker and much more forgiving. You're a dolphin or a porpoise, I'm not sure which, and you ride through this uh, terrain. It goes for a good while, too, doesn't it? It's, I mean, it's, it's probably a minute of, yeah, of riding. Yeah, and, um, and, you know, you're, it looks good. It's yeah. weird to see a porpoise riding a it's unicycle. Strange, yeah. It's strange, yeah. It reminds me of that episode of The Simpsons where the... the the dolphins took over Springfield and kicked everybody out. If you remember that one, um, and but you, uh, you know, you're jumping over obstacles. There's more crabs that you're jumping over. Uh, you, there's places for points. You you jump up and hit butterflies, and you get points. So again, this is another combination of your time and your score. I think the time is what qualifies you, and then you're looking for the highest possible score within the qualifying time. I know I beat you, and it was because, and it was not because I was going faster. But there, I eat a, a ton of, or I don't know if he eats them, collects them. <laughs> the dolphins eat fireflies. I don't know. They probably do. But you, but, but they're exponential. And at the end, at the, at the very end, there are some kind of hanging out the, past the finish line. Mm-hmm. I just left for no good reason. My guy sailed over there and got those too. So I ended up getting like thousands of points from that. So that's kind of probably a combination of of getting the stuff plus getting there in a quick fashion. Mm-hmm. You know? And then the last event, which I was god-awful at this event, uh, was... 
this event where you basically run across terrain, leaping over various obstacles. I mean, that's all there is to it. It's a hurdle event. Uh, of course, the terrain is not flat. It's you know, it, but it's like a beach or something. You run across it. I mean, it was pretty simple. It's the exact same thing you were doing before. You're waggling the joystick as quick as you can, and when you get to a, something, you need to jump. You hit the button. That's mm-hmm. all there is. To, yeah, it was okay. Standard event again. Right. Uh, uh, nothing special. I thought it was okay. It was really hard. I, I had all kinds of trouble with my timing, and Boat did real well at it. So I go figure. So that's that's pretty much effectively that's the game. Um, this is a real tough one because I think there were at least there were there were two events I thought were great. There was one event I, I thought was good. There were two events I thought were good, and then there were a couple I thought were average. Uh, and one I thought was not that good. Uh, I thought the uh, trampoline or the sponges level was top shelf. I love that one. I like the feeding the fish. Uh, I like that one a lot, and I like the shell one a lot. Those three I thought were good enough to carry the game to where I think I would tell people that I would enjoy it enough to play it. I think it's good for kids, all right? I think my kid would really like it, actually. I think I might give him a, give him a, a whirl at it. Uh, but what did you think? Do you have any overall thoughts on it? Absolutely. <coughs> Please. I think this is probably the best games game of all time. Oh, come on. And I'll tell you why. All right, I want to hear this. Because in almost every games game, there is one event that for one reason or another is absolutely unplayable and you can't beat it. In this game, every single game, you know what you're supposed to do. You know what the controls are. And you are able to accomplish your objective. So, for example, California games, the half pipe level. Nobody can do that. You just die immediately. People can do it. It just takes lots of practice. Okay. It's hard, though. I okay. mean, you, it, I will say, these the games in this, there's you're more likely to be good at them out of the gate. How about that? I'll Not only are you that. more likely to be good at them out of the gate, but it leaves you a lot of room to improve, too. So... Be good at them out of the gate? I don't know. You're able to do what the game wants you to do. You may not be able to do it that well, but you know what you need to do to get better. Right, right. What this game misses from being the best games game is what you hinted at earlier. You know, there is no opening ceremonies. You can't select your character. You can't input your name, stuff yeah, like that. that and which, that really adds a lot to the experience. And it's nothing. That could have been nothing they could have added. You know, mm-hmm. that stuff is easy, you yeah. know, really. Uh, it's funny because I would say this game, like Boats, I would say it misses the little subtleties that we liked. But, I mean, it's in the, there's a lot of charm to it. They didn't, like, drop the ball. Mm-hmm. And this game's not fondly looked at by a lot of people. I was kind of surprised. And I looked over the reviews for it, and it reviewed actually pretty well. You're, you know, mostly 70s and 80s with your occasional 60s dropped in there. But it did okay, you know. Um <clears throat> One thing Boat said that I'll agree on, and I never really thought about it until he mentioned just now, this game is accessible. That's a fact. I could show this to my kid, and he could sit down and play it, and for the most part, play most of the events. Uh, and I will agree that, it's like, I'll just, to pick something out, we did Winter Games, the uh, cross-country shooting thing, skiing and shooting thing, that's tough to grab your head around. Mm-hmm. Uh, summer games, the like the vaults and the that stuff, that stuff can be really difficult to get wrap your head around. There is no event in this that's super. I mean, the shell flipping game is wacky, but you could do it. Mm-hmm. It's not that hard, you know. And there's no penalty for failure. You just do the best you can, and when the time's up, the time's up. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So, um, you know, 
I'll give I'll give back some credits. He took he took the series and did. I'm sure when they assigned him this, he, he was probably like, "Holy smokes, what am I gonna do here?" But I mean, yeah, it worked out pretty mm-hmm. good, you know. I would like to see. I'm the opposite of the game's creator. I would have liked to see Pond in more stuff like this. Yeah, yeah. Unless you know, in these you know the platformers that have endless levels and things like that, like yeah. put Pond in a kart racing game. Oh yeah, that's a good yeah. idea. All the Aquabats. It's funny because Pond. This company lived and died with Pond. Mm-hmm. Uh, eventually. Uh, uh, the the uh, the people that made this sort of got soaked in the millennium, and then they got soaked eventually in the Sony, mm-hmm. and 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 so and went to work for Sony. I will say Steve Back. I meant to mention this earlier, but I'll, while we we're talking about him, he did some work on the old uh, Coco, and he did a game, a couple games, the Cuthbert games. Cuthbert goes walkabout, the one I had, and these were like ripoff games starring Cuthbert. Uh, uh, How do you spell Cuthbert? I think it was C U T H B E R T. I should I should look right here in my notes. Uh, and uh, Cuthbert was just this wacky little character. Yeah, it's exactly. Cuthbert goes walk about Cuthbert in space. I believe Cuthbert in space was like a Defender clone. <laughs> you know, so I thought that was cool. Uh, he went on the. He, you know, he's still in the game. Uh, but unfortunately, like I said, when 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 the Pawn series sort of faded away, there was actually a fourth Pawn. I want to mention this while I'm thinking about it. Uh, Dreamcatcher did a couple awesome James Pond articles. He's, he is the Pawn yeah. master. And so, uh, uh, if you if you head over to everythingamiga.com and just want to read everything you could possibly want to know about James Pond, there he's got two car articles. One's called "There's Something About Calamari," and the other one's called "Guppies Are Forever." <laughs> Uh, those are both good articles. I actually, I was actually research using them for research when I sat down to do this because I was like, man, these are too good. Uh, but uh, um, like I said, Millennium went uh, ended up being sold to Sony Interactive, and it was when they were working on the last Pond game, and they had actually announced a, f- a fourth game that never got made. Which again, you can read the article uh, for details on that. But uh, they got uh, renamed SCE Cambridge Studio. Mm-hmm. You know. They did some games. I'm looking over what they did that you might have heard of. Well, they did Brutal Sports Football. Yeah, they did Brutal Sports. Uh, they did... Uh, um, I didn't realize there was a third pond game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think it's a Corporation Starfish yeah. or something like that. Um, they did... Uh, I've seen... There were really a lot of duds. Frogger, Beast Wars. A game called Pinky that came out in 1995. I like this one here called Mr. Blobby. <laughs> Yeah, Foltz did that. He covered Mr. Block. Yeah, I remember that. Oh, Moonshine yeah. Racers. I have heard of that. Uh, so, they, and of course, Adventures of Robin So, they did some stuff here that you that you know went on to be something. Uh, but, uh, you know, Pond, who knew that when this came out, Pond was around for one more game and he was done. And that's it. You know? Yeah, they thought they were going to ride Pond to, <laughs> well, to the bank. Well, Pond, you know. He was of, of the era of the mascot platformer, which oh, was on its way out. Something else I'll mention. I read the manual of this. I've not read any of the Pond manuals, but this is the punniest manual. <laughs> These guys were living the gimmick on this manual. And it was funny, man. The stuff <laughs> in it was real funny. It's it's funny, the instructions on how to play the game. It says, step one, wipe away any excess seaweed and salt water off the computer. Step two, dust sand from this See, before putting it in the drive. Great. You know, that's you what know? the games industry doesn't have anymore. It was. It, it was a very cute it was a very cute to manual. And it was, the, the, the <clears> thing <throat> is that the, the cover said like Aqua, it was like the Aqua Games uh, entrance uh, manual or something. Like, you were one of the guys. It was like handing it out mm-hmm. to you. It was very clever. So, I'll give them points for that. Overall, dead gummit. I'm a sucker for these. You know it. And I know you are too. And we're probably going to play it again. It'd yeah. be a good party game. Mm-hmm. It's a stupid, you know. I, I, hey, 
Aqua Games 2, I would have been down for it. Me I too. Could, Kickstarter. Let's how make about it happen. stuff underwater mm-hmm. next time, you know. So you didn't go over the eBay stuff, did you? I, oh, I, you're right. I did look it up on eBay. Uh, and it's pretty common in the UK. Again, this is one I would wager never, ever got released in America because we get nothing. We get nothing. I, unless you're a console guy. And I don't know if it was released on consoles in America. Um, in the UK, easy money. 18 to 35 bucks boxed. And you can get the disc shipped to you for around ten bucks, mm-hmm. no problem. Again, this is one that I had to. I, I've played this on my regular Amiga before, and it's again, it's always so much of the screen missing, like I couldn't see where I was landing for right. stuff. So, thank you, emulation. I know people badmouth it, but for sometimes you don't have a choice. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, man, it was nice to be able to play. I've never played this game in all of its splendor. You know, mm-hmm. this is unplayable in America unless you have. A way to convert the PAL or an or emulator. Otherwise, you're otherwise you're bone. So it was fun to actually play it and see what the hell was going on. Um, well, we got some questions, Aaron. Okay, I'm ready. I put out the call, the clarion call, yeah. And uh, here's a couple of. Them. All right. Uh, the old Dean Leopard asks, Have you guys ever played Saber Team or Knights of the Sky on the Amiga? Both of them are worthy of an investigation. I played Knights of the Sky on the PC. Okay, so what what kind of a game is that? It's a uh, it's a World War One uh, plane to plane combat game. It's been a long time since I played it, but I remember liking it. I think on the Amiga, I remember it because you could install it on a hard drive. That's one of the reasons I remember. Uh, the other one was called Saber What Wolf W no, Saber Team. Oh, um, I don't think I, I, I played Saber Wolf for the ZX. Yeah, I but I've never that's, played. I, I I've never played. I don't thing. think I've played that. No, so that's a no on that. Okay, one. so we'll have to check into those. See what's Knights of the Sky though. I thought at the time it's been a long time since I played. I thought it was pretty fun. Yeah. Cool. Uh, our friend Daz, Redskins fan, asks: uh-huh. Do you guys think we will see someone release an FPGA Amiga similar to the Spectrum next? Absolutely. It's a it's a slam dunk. If this thing gets over. And um, it's gotten over. By oh, I knew it was making the money. But yeah. you know, I keep hearing about these these Kickstarters that raise all this money. And I mean, really, the, you know, the FPG and Amigas are sort of already there, kind of. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you've got the ARM-based stuff, the the ARM Amigas with the mm-hmm. one with the drive. Um, but a handheld, it's a slam dunk. They if they don't if they don't make the Spectrum it. Spectrum Next isn't a handheld. Oh, what are we? Oh, we're talking about the we're talking about the. Uh, uh, Oh, that's right. The handheld's got problems. Yeah, I forgot. That's about the that. Vega. The Spectrum Next is basically. I've a, seen it's, it. It's an FPGA um, core, but it's built up all around it with a yeah. Spectrum case. Yeah, yeah, thing, yeah. But yeah. it's got I, HDMI out. Well, there, there's the. I get those two confused. There, there. I, I mean, there will be. There's no doubt. I mm-hmm. still stick to it, and I think there will think, be an Amiga handheld, and I think there'll be a ZX Spectrum handheld. And the reason I and I don't it don't necessarily be the one that they've already talked about. Mm-hmm. Because there's people that want it. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's just a matter yeah. of with the with the hassle that getting Amiga hardware is, especially for us in the states. <coughs> plus the fact that the Amiga is notoriously unreliable with capacitors and things. You know, the power supply stuff like that. It screams for a you know hardware perfect emulation. I know some people don't even like calling the FPGA emulation. They think it's something better than emulation. If you can build up, if you can build up a case. That looks just like the 500, except make it really lightweight. You know, make the keyboard really good, um, and make it with that FPGA core. Put HDMI out on it. I think that that thing would sell like hotcakes. I think, I think that with the success that these things are having, 
I look for a C64 based one. Yep. I yep. look for an Amiga based one. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing. It's funny. PC gaming is, I mean, with exception of like good old game stuff, you'll never see that on there. Mm-hmm. The only thing that will stop these companies uh, is, you know, I don't know who owns all the rights to the ZX Spectrum stuff. But I do know who owns a lot of the rights. And, and just, in fact, this was in the news this week. They just bought more, which is uh, Cloanto. Mm-hmm. I think we, I don't know if you mentioned that before. They, bought, they bought Amiga mm-hmm. buying Amiga Corp. Uh, so, but I whoever mean, does something like that's going to have to play with right. it with them. I don't in know which, in which in what you do, and I'm sure that they're doing this with the people that are doing the ZX Next, is uh, just saying, okay, we're going to pay you X percent of the, the MSRP. <laughs> you know, and, I don't think, I can't think of any other computer who's who have chips that are still actively pursuing who have buy like uh for example the kickstarts in this case i don't think i can't think of a single other computer and i just heard this conversation on retro gaming roundtable and they said the same thing we can't think of any computer that has someone still enforcing rights on a on a on a kick like well that. you know the, the amiga was just kind of a weird system anyway because it has these kickstart roms and things and like a lot of systems didn't have that you know like the C64, like, what is the equivalent of that in the C64? Like, the BIOS chip? I would, like, I would That's, yeah, sort of. Yeah. You know. And, I mean, that was a one, you know, they had one chip, and I don't know who, you know, because I'm sure that somebody still does own the rights to the C64. You know, I don't know how that works, to be honest with well, you. Well, I just, I can, I mean, that's going to Actually, work. you know, Cloanto, they put out a thing called C64 Forever, so right. it might be them. I don't. I don't know. I don't. But I don't think they own. I mean, without the Kickstart, you've got nothing. Mm-hmm. And I would be. I don't like. So I'll look into this for next week. Maybe we yeah. can figure something out. But I, that would be a barrier for the Amiga. But I, I can't imagine any other system not doing it. I mean, it, I think you. It's a. It's a slam dunk. Yeah. yeah. And the Spectrum. It's a. You know, the handheld. Getting back to that little misstep was a the I don't know if it was an artist's rendition or if it was a mock up, but it looked awesome. Mm-hmm. And I've not, I have nothing to do with the Z X. Yeah, it looked really cool. Boy, it looked colorful and awesome. You yeah. know, you can see where man, I could like get my hands on that. But I mm-hmm. I guess that's kind of went it's in jeopardy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um next question comes from Jonas, uh from O'Brien's Retro and Vintage. All right. We love him. He has two questions. The first question is what is the worst game you've played on any platform? Gosh, that's a tough question, isn't it? You want to field that one for... you have a thought on it? I've played... You know, I sort of consider, like, all bad platformers to be sort of the same. And I've played so many bad... Pla- like, Dragon's Lair on the Super Nintendo. This is totally... On terrible. any platform, though. I mean, that... Because, I mean, I... There's games that I've played on the computer that were just clearly unfinished. You know, like old yeah. Atari games and things like that. Um, I always thought that, like... Uh, um. Oh, uh, Strawberry Shortcake on the 2600. It's pretty terrible. Um, but there's not one game. Like, I don't have, like, a lot of people say that, like, Superman on the N64 is the worst game of all time. Like, I don't, one doesn't really jump out to me like that. I, I always say this because it's, it's, but it's, it's barely a game. Dallas? No. Oh, Brent, Brent will kill you. <laughs> you know, and I, and I think is I like to play it, but it's a horrible, horrible thing. TI-99 for a Hunt the Wampus. Is a game where I don't know if there's any skill involved, or I have no idea how you even play it. It's just this weird, strange cartridge-based game that you mm-hmm. get for it, and it was sort of a title that was well known. Oh yeah, Di. Yeah, but uh, that one comes to mind as something that just bizarre. I try to think of something that was like big budget, 
Because when I think a bad game, mm-hmm. I mean, I could go get a basic game. Does it run right now? I'm like, right. does that really count? Right, you know? exactly. I mean, Cuthbert goes walkabout was not, for example, <laughs> it wasn't like the best game ever But I mean, the guy spent five bucks on it. I mean, mm-hmm. so I'm trying to think. Something like, what did they spend a ton of money on e. that failed? ET was not as bad as people think. No. I mean, it was just it was you had to read the instructions and yeah. play like it was meant to be played. It still wasn't great, but you know, it's, it was no yeah. different. Like I mean, Indiana Jones. Pro- or- there a lot of those twenty six hundred games, like the original Pac Man on the twenty six hundred, not a great game. You know, especially when you could see what when they put out Miss Pac Man and actually put effort into it. Yeah, and, you know. yeah, yeah. So that's you know, again, I'll, I'm gonna table that until next week, and I'll have to ponder. Okay, that but I'll, my initial answer is Hunt the Wampus, but I'm sure I'll think of something worse. Um. This is a question for me, but I'll give it to you, too. Uh, he says, uh, I know you've watched some classic British comedy shows, like Keeping Appearances and Faulty Towers. Have you ever watched Bottom? Absolutely. Absolutely. I've watched it. Uh, it's, uh, I believe that's the show that has, uh, uh, gosh, was it Adrian Edmondson? Well, have you seen it? No. I've watched Bottom. I, it's funny. I don't. I, if I saw a little bit of it, I remember. But I've I watched a lot of them too. I'm trying to think of the other one. I get I get I get them mixed up because uh, you had the young ones. You had you had uh, whatever that thing they did with bad news was that came out. Then you had uh, I'm talking to Rick Mayall and Adrian Amundsen. They did a couple. They did a couple of shows. I think that was one of them. I know I've seen it. I'll look. I don't remember top of my head, but that's okay. It, I do. I have seen a lot of episodes. Of okay, it. it's been a long time ago. Okay. Um, I've never seen Bob. Yeah. No. That's killing me now. I get to look it up. And then the last question comes from a guy named Fox on Twitter. Just like that candy we had. Yeah. And he says, cheese on a Donner kebab? (laughs) And there's a question mark and an exclamation point. And I don't know if he means, like, cheese on a Donner kebab, like he can't believe that there is cheese on a Donner kebab, or if he's asking us, do you like cheese on your Donner kebab? I don't know what a Donner kebab is. So a Donner kebab is, you know, the big hunk of meat that's on a spit, and that guy cuts it off. Yeah. And uh, and serves it to you with some fries. <coughs> oh, could I eat cheese on that? Yeah. Yes. Okay. By the way, getting back to the last question, bottom was exactly what I thought it was. It's a wacky comedy with Abe Emerson and Rick Mayo, where if you've ever seen them work together, their their comedy is very physical. It generally involves Adrian Emerson beating the tar out of Rick Mayo with a cricket bat or a piece of wood or his fist, kick him in nuts, that sort of thing. I didn't like it as much as Young Ones, mm-hmm. but I thought it was pretty funny. And I know they took that whole routine on tour for many years. Mm, before Sort of a vaudeville thing? <laughs> well, it was a very low-brow. Low <laughs> but eventually, just a few years back, Rick Mayo passed away. Mm. And ate, But I, I love Abe Ebbotson. Uh, he's great, he's hilarious, and I like pretty much everything he's ever done. So cool. there you go. So yes. All right. Well, Aaron, we've come to the end of another Amigos show. So Woo! there's only one thing to do. That was a marathon show right yeah, there. Is uh, is thank our Patreon supporters. Of course, we want to thank one more time uh, Jonas uh, from Hawaii and oh, gosh, uh, yeah. Brutal Barracuda from England for yeah. the awesome pictures or for the awesome uh, magnets and yes. game and newspapers and candy. Um, We'll put it. We'll take a picture of everything all together and, and put it up on Twitter. Um, but for now, oh man, we're gonna do a little bit of uh, just a little something for the Patreon supporters. Give me that guitar pick over there, would you? Yes, master. I can't. I can't play without a pick. That's the. So you've never used a pick. 
can get there for you. All right. This is this is going to be kind of percussive. I'm like your roadie. So you are like my roadie. There you go. Okay. <clears throat> Darren Coles, Neil Mansell, Brutal Barracuda, Alan Kebab, David McCrandles, Gary Hucker, Will Williams, Ravi Abbott, Kim Tommy Humberstad, Josh Nan, Jason Lawrence, Lane, Eric Nelson. Well, the Graham Bemke and Paul Harrington. Jonas Rolo, Kilgorn Barman, takes from the crib. Adam Bradley, Chris Folds, Daniel Bingston, O'Brien's retro-invented Chad Halstead and Brent Dowdy. Beautiful, man. I had to do it. So, do you know what that was? It sounded like uh, like you were doing some sort of uh, uh, Johnny Cash-style rendition there. Well, our game for next week is Walker. Texas Ranger. And is that's that, what that was. That was the theme. That was the theme. Wow. You really. The eyes of the Ranger. I've never watched that show. So I'll be you, honest with uh, you. watched all the Xena and all the Hercules. Walker is like the spiritual successor to My all My mom and dad. Shows. Isn't Arsenio Hall in there? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You've never seen it either, have you? Conrad, the guy from Matlock. I never watched Matlock either. I'm not 70, Boat. <sighs> Good God. I watched Matlock me. the other day. Well. Maybe next week I'll do the... Is there a Matlock Amiga game? No, there might be. <laughs> it's in the it, it, aged category. <laughs> well, so are we. So. <laughs> all right, guys. I um, want to thank all of the folks on the YouTube live chat. They've endured this. Yeah. It's like the <laughs> Todd Death March of podcast. Henrik, Pishbot, Brutal, Neil, John... Uh, Anybody I miss, thank you for hanging out with us this evening. Uh, we'll be back next week with Walker. And until then, adios. adios.